History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with African singer-songwriter Lorette Charla. How are you? I am good, Matt. How are you? Very good. Now, I'd love to hear a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? So I was born in Democratic Republic of Congo. And what was life um, like for you as a young lass? Well, I was just there for three years, really, and then left. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up in Zimbabwe. I was a refugee there, and life was quite difficult, but we thank God we were able to survive. Um, And by 2005, we migrated to Australia. Okay. Well, when you say life was difficult in Zimbabwe, tell us what it was like. Just paint a picture for us. Well, we were really living as refugees, and um, going to school was hard, really just eating Normal meals was hard as well. So we didn't really have, you know, food and clothes and good shelter. We didn't really have it. Mm. So life was quite difficult compared to the standard of living in Australia. Wow. And tell yeah. us tell us what brought you to Australia. My parents actually mm. um, uh, applied for um, resettlement visa and that's how, a uh, refugee resettlement visa and that's how we got here. Okay, and tell us, where did you move to when you first came to Australia? When I first came to Australia, we were in Logan. So in uh, the southern suburbs of Brisbane there. And tell us a bit about your faith journey. Did you have like a religious upbringing? Well, yes. My grandmother is a pastor, so I pretty much grew up in the church leading praise and worship. Ah, so how did you get into music? Did you start as as a very young girl, did you? Um, I started singing in church, really, and uh, watching uh, Hillsong and um, Kirk Franklin, Yolanda Adams, you know, watching African-American artists, it really inspired me to get into music. Wonderful. And tell us a bit about your, uh, your, your faith journey. Like, was there a conversion experience as a young person, or did you always just believe? Well, I always believed, and then in my my early teenage age, I just started disbelieving, really. I just, I, I started giving up. The things of God did not really look attractive anymore. The things of the world became more attractive. Really, I just started, I even wanted to become a pop artist um, because, you know, the things of the world were more attractive and more interesting, and the things of God were boring, and it just got used to it. And um, it was by 2016 that I decided that, you know what, I am, I'm going to come back to God, you know, because I was really depressed and things were not working out for me. And my parents were always praying for me to come back to God. So one, one night I just surrendered my life. I said, oh God, I'm coming back. And I'm coming back to do praise and worship, to do music, gospel music, 100%. I'm not, I don't want to be a pop artist. I don't want to I don't want to please the world anymore. I just want to please you. 
So I'm just making it short because if I if I start telling you what happened, we would sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we should never underestimate the power of our parents' prayers praying for us, hey? We shouldn't because it is so powerful. They were always calling out my name, you know, in, in their prayer time and in um, Friday prayer overnight. They would call out my name and she would pray for me to come back, to come back to God's love, God's mercy, God's forgiveness. And by twenty end of 2016, I was coming back. I was surrendering my life to him. And I was telling him that I'm going to do this ministry that you called me to do because I've been running away from it. For years, I've been running away. But this time, I'm like, I'm not going to run no more. I'm going to seek your kingdom and hope that everything else that I'm after will, will be added unto me. So that's what I did. Well, it's a great testimony of, uh, you know, your life being transformed at the age of 16. Just tell us a bit about how your life changed. Like, was there, you know, addictions you had to give up or was there relationships you had to give up? You know, how did your life change? Well, I had to give up on friends that were that we used to go out with, you know, clubbing and there's some boyfriends that I had to give up on. I had to let go of the past, you know, and actually focus on the new that, you know, God said, I'm doing a new thing, you know. So a new thing was actually serving him wholeheartedly and then forgetting the former things. So relationships were broken. Friendships were broken. The places that I used to go, I was never, I was never going there anymore, you know. So that's what happened. And tell us a bit about your songwriting career, your worship leading career. How did you... Uh how do you write your songs? How do they come to you? I normally write my songs with my brother. So my brother is also a singer-songwriter, so we're partners like that. His name is James. So we write songs together. But with me, usually when I'm reading a scripture and when I'm meditating on a scripture, that's when I start getting melodies in my head. That's how I create a song, by reading a scripture and start meditating, then a melody comes. That's how I write, and I'm always pitching it to my brother, who's a who's an incredible songwriter. I'm like, hey, what do you think of the song? What do you think of the lyrics? What do you think of the melody? Is it good? Should I work on it? That's how we do it. And yeah. uh, tell us a bit about some of the, the songs you've been releasing recently. Uh, I think there was a song called OMG you released. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I released that song on last week on Sunday. So that song was really coming from a dark place. I was broken. My life wasn't really going well from last year to, 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 to this year. I had a car accident. I nearly died. I lost my car. I lost so many things. And so I was really crying to God and asking him, why, why did you allow these things to happen to me? You know, I mean, is there a way out of this? So I was reading um, uh, Isaiah 55, 8, where he talks about, his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. So that's how this song was inspired, and it was a, a wow moment for me. I was surprised, you know. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So there is, you have plans for my life. I know these, my plan, the plans that I had did not work out, but I didn't know that you, you would come up with your own plan, you know. So that's how the song came. And so I, I wrote that song to remind people that when you lose your way, when you lose something, just remember that God 
has so many things in store for you, you know, that God will restore the joy, the peace that you lost. He's able to restore it because he doesn't think like us human beings. So, and really just reminding people of the promises of God that are yes and amen. If he said he would do something, he would do it. Just have faith in him, believe in him, he will do it. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, just have faith and he will do it in his his own time. I, I love uh, African worship and I love the African churches. I think we, we in Australia can learn a lot from the African churches because you guys, you know, you know how to dance, you know how to worship and really go for it. And, and you guys have like all night prayer meetings. Is that, is that part of your culture still? Yes, very much so. We're very prayerful people. We love to praise God. You know, we love to worship loudly, you know, <laughs> like, that's just how we do things. We, we, every Friday night, we have prayer night where we're praying and we're, we're praying for people who are sick. We're praying for people who are w- waiting for a miracle. We just believe in prayer because the more we pray, the more God will do what he wants to do in our lives. He will do great things by the more we pray. Yeah. That's wonderful. And tell us a bit about your career. Tell us, tell us what you do for work these days. Well, so I, I, I've got a Bachelor of Counseling, and so really my background is youth work and family, case working, foster families. So currently I'm working with families that are recovering from drugs and alcohol, So which I really, really enjoy helping families to recover and actually help them to reunite with their families because a lot of them are broken families. Their kids are in care. You know, child protection has taken their kids. And so them coming to rehab is another form of them recovering so that they can be with their families and they can be a functional family again. Mm. So I really love supporting families. I love supporting young people who are struggling with drugs, depression, you name it. I just love helping and encouraging them and showing them different strategies to recover and really how to overcome the struggles that they're going through. Let's just park yeah. there for a moment because, you know, particularly with COVID, there's been a lot of people with anxiety, uh, mental yeah. health battles, depression, you know. Tell us tell yeah. us what you do. When, when you're going, when you're feeling down, when you're flat, when you're dry, what do you do mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to overcome in those situations? Really, for me, it's having a strong support around us, you know. Support is very, is very, very um, vital in our lives. You know, having friends that you, you, you can rely on, having family members that you can talk to, you know, having a church as well, you know, a place where you can go and you can express how you're feeling and they're not going to judge you, you know. So that's really having a strong community. That's really what I've been able to overcome my depression. I was really, really depressed and I, I, I even to a point where I didn't want to you know, to keep going. I'm like, I'm really tired, you know, like every, like from January to December, everything is just going crazy. You know, it's, it's like, I'm not praying, but I am praying, you know, but I had my family reminding me that as a Christian, when there's an, there's an obstacle or you have tribulation and trials, it's an opportunity for you to pray and to seek God and just believe by, by faith that these two shall pass. Mm. So that's how I've been able to to come out on the other side stronger. You know, again, family, good friends that can encourage you, that can even 
you know, tell you to go to therapy. Therapy is very important. You know, they tell you go to a psychologist, go to a counselor, talk about your feelings. Don't just die with them. You know, um, that's how I've been able to, to, to deal with depression and anxiety. You know, having people that you trust, that they're not going to, they're going to keep the information that you tell them confidential. So, and, and having faith in God again and having faith in God, it doesn't mean that you can only have faith in God when things are going right. Even when things are going wrong, still have faith, still believe in him because in, in, in due time, you know, he's going to use those experiences that you've had to testify of his goodness and of his mercy and of his kindness. So everything that we go, go through is for a reason, is for us to testify his goodness, his power, that he's a way maker, that he's a miracle worker, that he's still working in our lives and miracles are happening here and there. Now, listen, before we wrap up, you shared about how you'd been away from God as a teenager and then at the age of 16, you know, your parents have been praying for you, you came back to God. You know, there might be people listening that are also in a place where they've been away from God and they want to come back to him today. Maybe people are listening that have never actually heard the gospel and don't know what it means to come to Christ. Do you want to share what is the gospel and how do people respond? So I think for me, when I was a teenager and going to uni, this was like, um, I went to uni when I was 21. So being a teenager and going to uni, that's around where I kind of lost my way. I just didn't want to, because most of my friends were not really believing in God. You know, they're like, God, really? You're boring. So you want to conform and you want to look cool. So that's kind of where I lost my my track with God. And then by 2016 is when I was like, what, 26? That's when I I started coming back when I realized that things were not working out for me. And really, I wasn't really being authentic with myself because I've always known I was called to do ministry but I was running away. So I had to stop running away. I had to be real with my, with myself that, you know what? I need to stand in the call, in the calling that God has called me. I cannot be running. How long am I going to be running? And I'm getting tired and frustrated of just running away from God. I need to come back. So at 26, that's when I came back. And I came back because of the calling came back because my grandmother and my mother were constantly calling out my name in their prayers. It took them time, but they didn't give up on praying on me. So really it's having people that are praying for you, having the environment that is supporting you in prayer, you know, and gospel is the good news. Everybody needs to receive the good news. Everybody needs to know who God is. That our God is not an angry God. He is a loving God. Our God is merciful. And because of his mercy, he sent his son Jesus to die for our wickedness, for our iniquity. So really, people need to realize that this God in heaven is real. And because he's real, he sent his son Jesus. And we all need to receive him. Because as we receive him, then we can inherit the kingdom of God. If we don't receive Jesus, we can't inherit the kingdom of God. So the gospel is there. It's now us to decide to welcome the gospel in our hearts. If we don't welcome the gospel in our hearts, 
we won't, we won't receive salvation. Well, that is such good news, Lorette. I can tell you've got a, a heart for the good news. And if people want to respond, if people want to come to Jesus and uh, they want to pray, uh, feel free to contact us through the website, info at historymakersradio.com. Send us an email and uh, we can send you a Bible and some information about following Jesus. And if people do want to connect with you, Lorette, uh, the, the surname is Chala. So Lorette, L-A-U-R-E-T-T-E. Chala, C-H-A-L-A, Lorette Chala. Uh, you're on YouTube, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, uh, Spotify. Where else can they get your music? Apple Music. Uh-huh. iTunes, I yep. mean, all the digital platforms. I'm there, Pandora. Wonderful. And I'm if people want to book you to sing at their church or at their event, you, you love to travel around and share the good news with your music, hey? Yes, yes, yes. I would love that. Awesome. Well, Lorette, it's so good uh, to hear your story today. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for welcoming me to your history maker channel. God bless you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. History.